And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Powered by Citywide Mortgage Services. Providing complete financing and mortgage services for residential and small commercial businesses. Visit them at citywidemortgage.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. I had a friend ask me the other day about career highlights from my time doing this podcast. And we're now into year eight. So you would think that there would be a bunch of standout moments, right? Right. I will admit it's it's probably easier for me to pull from my almost 20 years as a radio DJ, and then it becomes easy. Chris Cornell co-hosting three or four afternoon shows with me, the full three hours, uh, first-class flights to Dublin to do my show from the Jameson Whiskey Distillery, hosting world album premieres with Metallica, Nickelback, Velvet Revolver, Slipknot's Corey Taylor co-hosting with me for an hour, and we're playing stuff like Rick Springfield, Michael Jackson, Hall & Oates, and keep in mind, this is on Fox, Vancouver's rock station, Metallica, Slipknot, all the grunge bands, Disturbed, and then Corey comes in and we break the mold. I don't specifically remember the random days of working in radio, you know, where the music doesn't change or, you know, I didn't have a, a world-class guest which makes me wonder why radio doesn't do more of that. You know what I mean? Like when was the last time that you were surprised at your favorite radio station? Oh, cool. They're playing this song. Oh, cool. They're playing that song. Challenge the audience. That day with Corey Taylor was so cool. I bet you that everyone who heard it would still remember today. And it's been 15 years probably. So radio career highlights for me are super easy. There were lots. The podcast is more of a build. It's the launching of it. Never in a million years would have I thought I'd have a podcast that could sustain life in Vancouver, a a, a stay-at-home wife, a couple kids, and it's getting businesses to believe in your thoughts and your ideas. That is a career highlight in terms of podcasting. It's the great guests, like having Kim Coates, Sons of Anarchy, Bad Blood as a guest. That's a career highlight, sure. Same for so many other guests as well. Rex and Vinny from Pantera. Kirk McLean, Vancouver Canucks, retired goaltender, drinking beers with me after the podcast. We talked for probably half hour, but then he stuck around. We're playing a bunch of local bands and stuff, uh, putting on live shows like the Cheap Thrills events that we do where I host from stage and interview the bands. They play acoustically. It's unique. A career highlight? Yeah, sure. Again, I think that you know, having the podcast and just sustaining, uh, for as long as we have like year eight now, it is an ever moving monster. And over the years, it's kind of moved and swayed with what's going on in full tilt. It it was straight up. This has been a full-time job on its own, booking bands, hosting, editing, marketing. Uh, It really, truly never ends. And it really depends on how much time you want to throw into it. And that's what this episode is all about. We're talking career highlights and we've all got them. You'll hear from 12 guests. They want to share their stories this week. A Jane's Addiction drummer, Stephen Perkins has been on the podcast and here's one where you should really dig up the full conversation on SoundCloud. And by the way, it's easy to find something on that website, soundcloud.com. So just type in Stephen Perkins Toddcast Podcast and it'll bring it up. Whichever guest you want, and Toddcast Podcast. Hey, I was about, uh, you know, six months ago old when I realized that you could do that. So anyway, yeah. So Jane's drummer, Stephen Perkins, uh, talking about one of the most influential rock bands of all time. I mean, their singer, Perry, launched Lollapalooza. Let that sink in. 
Check out what Stephen Perkins had to say about career highlights. 1986, James played with Firehose. Okay. And uh, I was fascinated with the rhythm section of the Minutemen, and of course, they never got to see him, but uh, the Firehose, the burning, you know, Raging Full-On record, they were playing uh, an L.A. gig, and I got a chance to hang with George, and, and then Mike walked up and gave me a big bear hug, and we've been buddies ever since. Awesome. Yeah, really cool guy. He's the godfather. You know, as a drummer, and albeit a, a hack, though still a drummer, it was cool to grab Airborne's drummer, Ryan O'Keefe, for a podcast visit. They're coming up on 20 years as a band. Crazy, hey? They're Australian, a couple brothers in the band, a couple of their buddies. They formed in 2003, although they didn't release their debut till 2007. Their album, Breaking Out of Hell, was recorded by the legendary Mike Fraser, who, if you didn't know, does all the ACDC stuff here in Vancouver. You've heard Airborne's music in a ton of video games too, including Guitar Hero World Tour, Madden NFL, Need for Speed Undercover, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw, the NHL franchise. They've toured with Iron Maiden. Their albums crush on the charts. So what's Ryan's career highlight? Career highlight would be uh, when we toured the UK with just us and Iron Maiden. Wow. Um, so touring their home country in those huge venues, and it was just us and them. And, you know, probably a highlight from that too, would be sitting back and catering on Sunday, having a Sunday roast with all the trimmings, and Yannick is on the table next to me reading news, the Sunday <laughs> paper, and whilst Bruce is walking around the venue with VIP tours and right. um, directing people around. So things like that, you know, just being... Like, I would have been... A childhood dream would have been to, to, to meet them, but... To tour with them in England was was huge. It was it tough to win over their fans, or was it just right out of the gate you're rolling? It's it's weird with that. Um, a lot of times we we'll play with um, bands where you know they usually their fan like their fans might be hard to get or whatever. But yeah. I don't know what it is. But once again, it's that uncomplicated rock and roll that seems to just capture capture most people, and they just get involved and get into it. I wonder if Our Lady Peace singer Rain Maida believed me when I told him that I would place their debut, Naveed, probably in the top 10 of my most played albums, maybe even like top five. I mean, it, it, that probably could be the case. You know how to how at a workplace, there's often the guy that, that'll have like the radio, the ghetto blaster, the entertainment home base kind of thing, call it whatever you want. Uh, when I worked at a place called Seaward Kayaks in Summerland in the Okanagan in the early 90s, I was the guy that had the stereo. And almost every single day, I would give that album, Naveed, a spin. And sometimes we'd do two, three a day. It really was, you know, looking back, that was borderline overkill. Anyway, great album from Our Lady Peace. And when you look at their success, their accomplishments over the years, right out of the gate, their videos for Hope, then Super Satellite, Starseed, you know, it almost made them a household name. Millions of albums sold, four Juno Award wins, 10 Much Music Video Awards, huge tours, the Somersault Festival. So listen to their singer, Rain Maida, talking about his career highlights. Um, I mean, opening for the Ramones in Jersey was pretty was pretty high up there. Wow. Yeah, back like on the beat, like in... Number ninety five. It was awesome. You know, I just actually yeah, had CJ Ramon as a guest maybe a couple of weeks back. Did you? Did you really? That's I did. So yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Just being able to kind of, I don't know, just be amongst that. You know, I, I. It's like one of those 
one of those moments. And then Robert Plant asking me about like the lyrics for Navid, like just saying, "Hey man, we we're on tour with him," and he just came up to me and said, "I just want to let you know how much I really appreciate you know the lyrics on that album, and I'd love to sit down and talk to you about him one day." I was like, "Okay, did wow. that really just happen, man, or is that like an imposter?" I remember when I was trying to get the pretty reckless singer Taylor Momsen to be a guest of the podcast. I was asked if I'd talked to her before, which I had during my time at Seafox. She was a guest of the show I did called The Rock Report. And I think that that influenced the decision for her to come on this podcast. And oddly, she did remember me, or at least so she said. You'll know Taylor for a few reasons, of course. Uh, Cindy Lou Who in The Grinch with Jim Carrey, Gossip Girl, she played Jenny, and of course, the singer of The Pretty Reckless, who are now at year 13 as a band. Multiple hit songs in North America and the UK, big tours, lots of success. She has a lot to draw from when she's talking career highlights. I think the biggest accomplishment is that we're still here and that we're still doing this. Um, you know, it's we've been a band for over a decade now. We're on our fourth album um we've been through a lot of hell and back and like the fact that we're you know it's it's not you know it's rock and roll is not easy you know and it's and it's as azdc said it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll and it you know it takes it takes a full-on life you know life commitment um of fully entrenching yourself in that and and not wavering um in any way like it's 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 a full-on you know mental commitment and and lifestyle and i think that it's impressive that we're still you know i think that's the biggest thing is and and that we continue to grow like that's that's the most important thing like as soon as you get i feel like as soon as you get kind of content or stagnant or you know pleased with yourself as an artist and you're like that was the best i can do well that's the death of an artist so like we're always trying to push forward and, and better what we you know, better what we've done previously. And, and I think that by sticking with that kind of mentality and, and having that be the goal of, be, you know, if you played a great show on Wednesday, the show on Thursday has got to be better. Like it's that kind of, you know, like, you know, if you wrote a great song and then the next song's got to be better. Like it's, and that kind of mentality is, is really, I think the driving force of this band and, and the reason that we're still around. So I think that's the, that's the biggest accomplishment is just that we're still here doing it. And, and we, you know, Love it. <laughs> yeah. Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com.
That band is Minefield. I love that one. It's called Alone Together. Todd Kearns singing. And you're super close to his show with us at the Blue Light Studio, East Vancouver. We're less than 10 days away. It's not this Thursday, but next Thursday, December 22nd, for another podcast, Blue Light Sessions. So check this out. Todd is flying into Vancouver for something ridiculous, like 36 hours. And uh, so he's into Vancouver that morning, and he's banging off the show with us. And then he's heading up to the Okanagan. I think is where he said, and he's going to do the, you know, the, the holidays with the family and friends and all that, but I can't wait for the show. I think this is the fourth or maybe even the fifth show that Todd's done with us over the years. And of course he's just so talented, easily one of the best singers around, uh, chalk it up that he's also super nice tells great stories. He's always laughing and jovial, which is of course, perfect for the podcast blue light sessions. If you've been, you know, if not, and you're going, expect a couple acoustic sets, like 40, 45 minutes long. We'll take a bit of a, a, a quick intermission, maybe 10, 15 minutes at the very most. Hang out and, you know, shoot the shit, grab a beer, have a pee, whatever it is. Uh, there is a Q&A throughout the performance as well. I, I host, basically. You get to ask questions as well. And you might be lucky enough to be able to still get a ticket. I know that we're only selling 60. We're really close uh, as it is, so you might want to grab them right now because there's no way that they're you know going to be tickets at the door. Twenty bucks through Eventbrite.ca, B-R-I-T-E, Eventbrite.ca. I hope to see you there. As we go back to more career highlights and a handful of our past sporting guests. Now, if you were in the studio with me when retired pro soccer player Jay Demerit showed up, you would have you would have had a laugh with me. He knocks on the door. Let him in. He's red faced, borderline like out of breath, but not, you know, the kind where you're like doubled over and wheezing more like, Oh, I can, you can tell you just did a little bit of exercise a few minutes back. And, and I'm like, would you just come from the gym? And he goes, no, no, I, I just ran here from UBC. <laughs> like what? Dude, that's like an easy 20 minute drive from my house, 20 minute drive from my house on a good day, probably closer to 30 minutes. Oh, I just ran here from UBC. So Jay's retired from soccer. You'll remember that he was the first player it signed with the Vancouver Whitecaps. That was back in 2010. He was the captain of the team as well, but he's, he's played everywhere. I mean, over in England, eventually landing at uh, Watford uh, for their championships in 2004, played with those guys for six seasons. When they released him, that's when he came over to the MLS into the Whitecaps. Jay's been named an MLS all-star retired from the game in 2014. Career highlight has to be playing in a world cup. I mean, when you, when you, like our, our first game in the 2010 World Cup was was against England, USA-England in the World Cup. 32 teams around the nation spent two and a half years to qualify to make this tournament, right? When everyone watches, there's 400 million people watching the World Cup games. Wow. 400 million. So if you think about that stage and what that means, you can freak the fuck out of yourself or oh, you yeah. can enjoy the ride. And for me, who was, you never, enjoyed the who was never supposed to be there in the first place, like I remember clearly in the World Cup, and this is probably my favorite. My favorite memory on the soccer field was USA England, USA National Anthem, playing My Hands on My Heart. And I understand that I am one of 11 chosen to represent my country on the world's biggest soccer stage, the world's biggest sporting stage on the planet. It's the cra- it was the craziest and most energetic I've ever felt in my life and proud, like proud of all the work it took to get there, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But at the end of the day, like I've always been had this perspective of I get to be the guy. So don't be scared. Do it. Right. Enjoy you're, you're the su- shit out You're of it. supposed you know to I mean? be there. Like, yeah. Like I get to be the guy. It's not like I'm standing there going, oh my God, like what if I fuck up? Like there's 400 people watching. Like that mentality di- is what didn't get me there. You know, like my right. mentality was like, yeah, put yourself into this situation. Let's d- do something that that dude just told you you couldn't do. Hey, you're moving to England. It, American coaches are like, dude, you didn't even make it here. Like, why are you moving? Like, dream on, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll, sh- you know, I'll, sh- like, I'll show I'm, you. And it's not even I'll show you. It's just, I'm going to prove myself right. Right. I'm not going to prove you wrong. I'm just going to smile when I do. You'll know Amber O'Neill as the Beverly Hills babe in WOW, Women of Wrestling. Now, she's a trailblazer straight up of the indie wrestling scene, the first woman to carry the NWA Women's World Championship over to New Japan. She paid her dues more than most and had no problem coming up with a career highlight. My career highlight was the debut of the Beverly Hills Babe two weeks ago on WOW Superheroes. Mm -hmm. It was the happiest moment of my life. It was everything that I have worked 20 years for. I've had some really high points in wrestling. Um, I was in New Japan. I was the first woman to ever wrestle for New Japan against Maria Kanellis. I was the Bullet Babe. I was part of the Bullet Club, which was it was the most the biggest thing to ever happen to wrestling since the NWO. But that's old news because while Superheroes is the hottest thing in wrestling right now. We have the second largest distribution, uh, you know, for wrestling that there is. And I've worked really, really hard to have a very prestigious moment in wrestling and to be able to debut in that beautiful outfit that I designed myself to be part of this historical women's wrestling show alongside of my best friend, Alana Star, who mm-hmm. changed my life. <laughs> And do it for the man who created the first show that ever made me, that I ever saw, that showed me the kind of woman that I wanted to be. And now I am that type of woman to do this for David McLean with Lana Star, for Wild Superheroes, working for Jeannie Bus, working for Mark Cuban. The debut of that character was the happiest, most proud moment of my life. And she is going to be a huge huge star on this show because how could I not be? I have Lana Stone on my side. If you've ever watched an NHRA top fuel funny car hauling ass down the quarter mile, you got to think these people, men and women, have big brass balls and a huge wheelbarrow to put it in. We're talking 300 plus like 340 miles per hour, three and a half seconds in a quarter mile. Del Warsham, has multiple championships under his belt. He's been racing since 1990, became the youngest driver to win a funny car event. He was just 21 years old. This was back in 1991. Won the NHRA Rookie of the Year as well. He has 33, maybe more now, 33 career victories, eight in top fuel, 25 in funny car, an absolute behemoth in the sport. So what's his career highlight? I think winning that race in 1991 at, at 21 years old uh, would probably have to be the career highlight. Um, still to this day, you know, the, the youngest guy to ever win a funny car, a, a funny car title. And there, there, there's some yeah. new people along now that are going to challenge me for that. That, that was pretty big. Uh, second thing, you know, I, I won the U S nationals and the, and the skull showdown, you know, in the, in the same weekend, which, which was the highest, the most money you can make on one day racing, you know, and I did that. 
Uh, that, that ranks up there. And then the two championships, the one in top field and one in funny car. So that's, that's kind of my order. Yeah. And you're partying after these. these oh days. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have some epic parties afterwards. They must be just crazy nights, man. <laughs> we are, you know, it, a quick story. I'd say probably I got married in 1999 and I'd been saving up parts most of my life. And I was going to build like a top fuel engine in my backyard and put it, on, put it next to my barbecue just out of old parts I had. And, um, I thought that'd be cool. You know, you're having a barbecue and just fire, you know, fire up my blender and be awesome. Or, or fire up this engine and be awesome. And then I saw somebody, one of those weed whacker margarita machines one day. Oh yeah. I'm like, huh. So I remember I was in Bristol. I was in Bristol in 2000. I woke up my wife in the middle of the night. She's like, what? And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take that engine I'm building. and I'm going to mix margaritas with it. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I saw that guy with that little, that little weed whacking thing. No, nah, I, I can do better than this. And she's like, go to bed. So nice. I was going home. That was race day night too. Going home. And she came home from work that Monday and I'd take, I'd taken her blender completely apart and it's like, <laughs> my house. And she's like, what are you doing? And I, I my the micrometer and the, the tape measure out and I made it everything exactly five times bigger <laughs> nice. down hopper and built this with my dad helped me. And we built this big old like margarita machine and we still have it to this day. And it's like, it burns on hundred percent nitromethane top fuel engine, mixes 15 gallons of margaritas at a time. And, uh, NHRA banned it in maybe 2007 from the races. The parties were just too big and too epic. Oh, yeah. I was in trouble. And I remember telling J.R. Todd in 2018, if you win the championship, I'm bringing it back out. I don't think anybody in HR remembers that I even have this thing. And uh, he won the championship driving the DHL car like I did. We, uh, we drug it out to Pomona, and I nice. talked to the new president of HRA, and he's like, just don't cause any trouble. So we did. And it was a fun night. IFBB Bikini Pro Stacy Naito is also a board-certified physician. She's a certified nutrition coach, a fitness trainer, Again, lots to choose from when it comes to career highlights. I would say my career highlight was actually when I got my, my pro card, my ISDB pro card. That was an amazing day for me, uh, an amazing weekend. Uh, and I, there's actually, I'll try to tell this really quickly, but uh, when I got my pro card in the mail, mm-hmm. I thought, this is so cool. Ooh, this is just a little piece of paper, you sign it, whatever. I thought, this is so amazing. I you know, worked so hard to get this. I'm going to laminate it. And I went to, uh, I went to a place to get it laminated. <laughs> and I saw my, my medical license and my DEA registration you know, for scheduled drugs. Yeah. Also in my wallet. And I thought, well, I might as well laminate these two while I'm there. I, I mean, that's how big of a deal it was for me to get it, uh, to be awarded ISAB Pro status. What is it? that's tough about it. Like what's the steps? Obviously I have no idea. Okay. So, uh, you basically, you compete at the local level, local slash regional level. You have to get a certain placing in order to qualify to compete at the national level as an an amateur. Just to qualify. Yeah. You have to qualify. You have to place top five, uh, in a local or regional show. Okay. So then you go to the national level and back when I was competing, now they have more shows where you can you can uh, get a pro card. But back when I was competing, there were seven shows each year. Wow. That was it. Wow. There had seven chances. And they were all over the United States. So, you know, I live in California. I had to fly to Pennsylvania, um, Ohio, Florida. Um, oh, wow. Nevada was the closest one. Yeah, so I, every year I would fly to these shows. So once you're at the national shows, and, and we're talking about 
you know, some of these shows, they have over a thousand competitors and in each division, say bikini division, there may be, you know, 150 competitors. So, or, or more than that. Wow. So at the national level, you have to hit like a first place finish. Sometimes it's not, not just a first place finish, but you have to get a, like an overall title too. No kidding. So I kept, I kept, I did well enough. I, you know, I had five first place finishes leading into that show where I got my pro card. But all those five first place finishes that I had previously weren't enough because they, you know, they had that whole thing where you had to get overall. So um, wow. when I got got to that one event, I basically needed one first place finish, and I got two first place finishes plus an overall. Plus, I placed fourth in my high class in open, oh, and that was God. at the age of. Uh, three days before my 47th birthday and I, you know, so it was, it was a great birthday present. It was a, a huge accomplishment and I would say that that's definitely my career highlight. Yeah. <laughs> the Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca.
just power through that entire song. The band is Cobra Ramon and Never Survive. And I wonder if you'll see that one live at our podcast show with them at the Blue Light Sessions this Saturday. So it's Saturday, December 17th. Cobra's idea, she goes, you know, why don't you put me with Sean Vero? Like, put us together. That's like Sean from Widemouth Mason. Uh, yeah, sure. They're really good buddies. We've collectively all known each other for years, probably into the decades at this point. We've done shows, podcast shows together in the past uh, with Cobra, with Sean. In fact, Sean even jumped up on stage with Cobra Ramon the last time that we did a show. Uh, this was back before the pandemic at the railway. It was, I mean, I I hate to say it, but it was magical for a a lack of better words. Cannot express how amped I am for this show. Uh, there miraculously are still a few tickets left 20 bucks right now through eventbrite.ca. You could chance it and wait for the door. Um, but I wouldn't do that. It's 25 bucks if you do wait for it, but the chances are in these next few days, we'll be able to, you know, push our, social media platforms, uh, and get the, the room packed, but regardless, blue light studio, East Vancouver, this Saturday doors are at seven shows at eight. Maybe, maybe we'll see you there. Okay. Let's get to our final guests of this week's career highlights podcast and some of our past entertainment guests. Uh, Matt Cundell is a longtime Canadian broadcaster. In fact, you know, back in the day in like the late nineties, I would have considered him a mentor. He would critique my honor performances and quite literally, you know, I hear I'm sending him cassette tapes in snail mail. Yeah. He had a show on the bear in Edmonton. Uh, that was amazing, dude. It was so impressive. He was daring. He had just a ton of really good ideas. Uh, the show itself was, was kind of gritty and I love that. I love that about him. And now Matt, he's he's doing some consulting. He does a ton of voice work and stuff. He's the host of the Sound Off podcast, the podcast about broadcast. Like me, Matt has some material to draw from when you start talking about career highlights. I saw Metallica in in Tuk Toyaktuk. Oh, you saw that show. Yeah, in 1995. And for those uh, who are are listening, that sounds crazy to think, but you know, Molson was all into the blind dates back in 1995, and they partnered with radio stations and we would get people together. We would put them in a bar, let's say like the town pump. I saw and, uh, the Soundgarden town pump uh, blind date. It was yeah, insane. I, I did as well. And they came out for that, for oh, that cool. show when Chris Cornell was playing Waiting for the Sun. And I thought, you know, by the doors. And I thought, this is crazy. Am I, am I seeing this for real? Right. And this, of course, before cell phones where you could actually videotape it. And, you know, it's just That's in right. your mind now. And I will point out the Metallica. I think I think Adam Curry was up in uh, Tuktoyaktuk, and it was the first time they'd actually live streamed a concert. And the fact yeah. that they could do that in 1995 from Tuktoyaktuk, which I thought was was pretty outstanding. You will know actor and voiceover actor Adrian Petru, no question. He's been an Arrow on CW. You'll recognize him from a super intense scene in Hell on Wheels. He's freaking Tony Stark. In Iron Man Armored Avengers, like one of the best animated superhero series ever. He's Adam in The Hollow, Rudy Bachman in iZombie, Gren in The Dragon Prince. So check out what Adrian said about career highlights. My life's here. I want to raise my kids here. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of uh, uh, friends of mine, you know, there's when you're an actor and you're, and you're kind of going, you know, uh, getting into your 20s. The big question is always, are you going to make the trip down to L.A.? Are you going to pack your bags and go mm. down there? Or go to some people went to school in New York and all that stuff. And 
uh, you know, and end up wherever some of friends of mine went to ended up in London. And, uh, I just, you know, I mean, I just, I'm so in love with where I live here mm-hmm. that I'm like, I want to start a family here. I want to, and I, and I have now I've got a, I've right. got a six month old and, and it's not like Vancouver doesn't have that scene. It's well, not like it, we're right? like, geez, I wish we were called Hollywood North. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? that's like it. we are, if you're not going to live in LA and yeah. you want to live on the West coast, you're living in Vancouver if you if you want to get into acting, voice acting, and all that. Well, and the voice acting's phenomenal here, yeah. too. You know, the opportunities are are, uh, are insane. I mean, I got to be Dude, Iron Man. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, like, I'm with Iron Man. Oh, my God, I'm sitting with Iron Man. You'll likely know model, actress, writer, marijuana activist, Jackie Childs. She's been published both nationally here in Canada and also internationally in in over 40 magazines. At one point, she was a naked news anchor, a couple million people follow her on social media. So what is it that comes to mind for Jackie when talking about career highlights? Um, I still go back to this is because this career actually started when I was 15. My career highlight was when I was 18 years old. David Messi, a very famous, prominent, just retired in the last three years from the real Playboy. Um, he, they had a casting for Venus Swimwear magazine. Um, anyone can Google it. It's still around today. It's still catalog Venus Swimwear. Yeah. People buy it. Anyhow, they, um, they were looking for girls. I went to some, sh- some casting. There were thousands of girls with managers, agencies. I just showed up. I think I was a waitress at the time or whatever. And they picked me. And he photographed me and then had ended up going, leaving Venus shortly after and having a long, like, 20-year-plus with Playboy. That was the highlight, I think. I really think that was when someone who wasn't my mom or wasn't my boyfriend or whatever said, you know what, you got something here. <laughs> like, you might not be six feet tall and you're not whatever, but there's something going on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that would definitely be my highlight. That was, that was really cool. Model Talia Paris was Playboy's Cyber Girl of the Year 2017. She started modeling at the age of five, was scouted, did beauty pageants by six, and it's been in her life pretty much ever since. Check out what Talia had to say about career highlights. Honestly, like, just traveling, it's been so amazing, like, because I think, like, with Cyber Girl of the Year and everything with Playboy, I've been able to travel so much. Mm-hmm. And um, So cool. When I, when I won Cyber Girl of the Year, they flew me to Mexico, and I did a photo shoot there for three days in La Paz. And then I went to Cabo San Lucas and they flew down one of my girlfriends. And we had like an all-inclusive mm. um, paid for our vacation for a whole week. And nice. then we went back home, which was like amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but of course, like Mexico is Mexico. It's definitely not like my favorite place I visit. I've also been to like Japan and right. Dubai. Entertainment guest visits are powered by Sacred Meds, Canada's best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary. Visit sacredmeds.com and mention you heard about them through the podcast to open up a hitting category on their website. And use the code TODCAST at checkout for 10% off your order.
That has to be one of the best indie rock songs of the last five, maybe even 10 years. The lone non-Vancouver band this week, Nicholas Rage, and their song is Dirty Talk. And the plan is to have their singer as one of the musical guests of the podcast in the first part of 2023. Big fan of the band and will do everything and anything I can do to help these guys gain some notoriety. As we near the end of this week's episode and another citywide mortgage service mortgage minute and the things that you wish that they would have taught you in school, you know, the helpful things for real life. So what's on your mind this week, Dara? Today, I wanted to just chat a little bit about uh, down payments for buying a home and how much is required. Uh, The government has made a lot of changes to this in the past, and it's led to some misconceptions and some people's confusion. So I wanted to clear that up. If you're buying a home, that will be your your residence, not an investment or a rental, and the price is under $1 million, you can still put between 5 and 10% down. Uh, it's okay if there's a basement suite that you're going to rent out. As long as you're planning to live in some part of the house, it's still your residence. And this is not just for first-time buyers. That's the most common misconception is that you have to be a first-time buyer to put less than 20% down. Not true. It just has to be your primary residence and under $1 million. If the price is over $1 million, everybody has to put 20% down. That's a hard government rule that you cannot get around, regardless of what bank you use, what mortgage broker you use. And it's actually really like 22% as you have to pay closing costs of around 2% in the province of BC, in addition to the 20%. I'll speak more on that closing costs uh, in more detail in a future mortgage minute, but bottom line, so remember, under under 1 million, five to 10% as possible, over 1 million, budget for a total of 22% down. And if you need help figuring out what your options are for your situation, as I always say, get in touch with us at Citywide Mortgage Services. Happy to guide you through it. Don't stress about your next mortgage. Let Citywide Mortgage Services take care of you. They are widely recognized as one of the best in BC. And they're, of course, good friends of the podcast. So slide on over to citywidemortgage.ca, introduce yourself, and they'll set you up. And that's going to do it for this week. We're talking about career highlights. Every, Of course, everybody's got them. I love hearing about them. And judging by our weekly spin count, so do you. We get about maybe 15, 20% more uh, spins, plays with these themed weeks. So I guess that's kind of one of the reasons why you've been hearing, uh, or at least more, I guess, lately than the normal. It kind of just makes sense. Uh, my name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like what you heard, please tell your friends about us, what we're doing with this podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, comment, and rate the podcast as well. Follow along on social media with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well. Search us out through Toddcast Podcast. A massive thanks to all of our incredible sponsors. We couldn't do it without their support. Let's be honest. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. And if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. And if you help us find a sponsor, we'll give you a commission. How many podcasts do you know that do that? So send a business our way. We'll take it from there. Till next time, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, dedicated to helping you find the best mortgage rates. Available seven days a week at citywidemortgage.ca. 